Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports shows and all kinds of concerts like Elton John, Travis Trick, Cannibal Corpse, and Gus Dapperton. And yeah, you know all about the classics, the thousands of trusted sellers, the prices up to 60% off, the two-tap checkout process, the panoramic pics of your seat. But wait, there's more, because now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app, create an account, then under the Billing section, redeem code NODUNKS. Once again, that's NODUNKS, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money. Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code and expires at the end of the year, which is, of course, December 31st, 2019. So, guys... Make your moves quick and score last-minute tickets with the Game Time app. Kiss the season to be naughty. La 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 la. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. Tuesday, December seventeenth. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tess. Hey, we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm, Lily. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's GD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Guys, follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, of course, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're going to be stepping on the beach later today here on Tuesday. You have mere hours to get your questions in for that mailbag-only episode. But if you don't make that one, don't worry. We'll get to them on the next beach step-in. But get those cues in, guys. Get those comments in. And don't forget to get in on the new No Dunks Dunk Contest presented by Cash App. We want you to send us your best, your craziest, your most creative dunks. We're going to watch them all. And uh, on Thursday, we're going to pick our 20 favorites. And those 20 people... They're going to win $500. Wow. 500 bucks. And again, we're using the term dunk very loosely. It can be on standard rim, if you want, a lowered rim, a mini hoop, garbage can, laundry basket, whatever. Whatever you want, get creative with the term dunk. Here's how you officially enter. You must submit your dunk from a public Twitter or Instagram account and include your Cash App cash tag. You have to tag both at Cash App and at No Dunks Inc. and use the hashtag no dunks contest you must be following us at no dunks inc on twitter or instagram to be qualified and you have to be a resident of the usa and at least 18 years old shout out to everyone that have already sent in their best dunks we've seen them coming through uh through twitter and instagram a couple of nice got ones there. some good yeah. stuff we were just watching some right before we recorded here but keep them coming because you got a few days left on thursday december uh, 19th we will be announcing our 20 winners to win 500 bucks. 500 each. Wow. That's crazy. With Christmas right here, everybody That's can awesome. use $500 around the holidays. All yep. right. Yep. We got uh, some fun things to talk about. We got some rumors that we'll get to a little bit later in the show. We got Tweet of the Night. But first, a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? What you got, guys? What you got there? First one. Bigger win from Monday night. 
the Luca Les Mavericks snapping the Bucks 18 game win streak or the Vancouver Grizzlies, let's call them that, <laughs> beating the Miami Heat 118-111. Bigger win, what you got? Well, of course it's the Mavericks snapping the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks 18-game win streak. And maybe the Milwaukee Bucks were looking ahead to Thursday night's game against the Los Angeles Lakers, possibly a little bit, but it's a big win because Chris Porzingis, a guy that everyone has sort of been ridiculing for not stepping up into that all-star form we saw with the Knicks, had a big one. He was shooting from the antlers on the Milwaukee Bucks logo. <laughs> Literally, in the Christmas spirit, Colin Rudolph, he was stepping on the antlers and firing away 26 points, looking great. It was awesome to see him, as a 7-3 guy, just ask for the ball way out there and knock down shots. And Seth Curry added 26-2. Uh, you know, they've, they've got a kind of a tough schedule coming up, so it's good to see them uh, do that. And then uh, Rick Carlisle kind of left the door open a tiny bit for uh, Luka Doncic to come back earlier than the two weeks that was right. reported when he was asked pregame he said well he's out Wednesday if there's an update it'll be Wednesday he could have just squashed it and mm. said it's two weeks but I think Carlisle does this from time to time I couldn't find the, the prior incident but I'm pretty sure he likes teasing the people <laughs> either way Zinger at 7-3 firing away again standing on the Bucks, uh, Bucks logo at center court dude that was I love watching him when he's going off. And John Morant's obviously great. We'll talk about that. But 18 games gone for the Milwaukee Bucks. And 48 points from Giannis last night. He could not be stopped in the third quarter there. It felt like the Bucks had withstood the Mavericks' best challenge. And Milwaukee was just going to kind of put their foot down. Because Giannis was just walking into the paint and scoring and dunking. But the Mavericks just kept responding. Kept helping, holding firm. And, and you mentioned sort of slipped it in there. Seth Curry, I thought, was fantastic last night with 26 yeah. points off the bench. In 26 minutes. Yeah, because the Mavericks, uh, you know, Tim Hardaway himself, we know he's a up-and-down guy. He was awful Sticky. last night. He couldn't, he couldn't hit a shot. But uh, Seth Curry really uh, just kept that score flowing when Porzingis wasn't doing it himself. So I thought that was great. And I do think the Bucks probably saw with Luka not in this game, you know, we, we've got a bigger fish to fry here. I think they took their eye off the ball a little bit, and uh, and they I, paid for it. But I not to so take too. anything away from Dallas. That's Third a game in four nights for the Bucks, And like you're saying, without Luka there, you're looking ahead to the Lakers. That It's easy to kind of get caught up in everything and just not play your best game. And I do think that happened a little bit to the Bucks. There were a couple of times where, you know, there would be a wide-open rebound and just botched off the fingers out. Just not 100% attention to detail. And the Mavs were able to capitalize on it. They've now broken the Lakers' 10-game winning streak and the Bucks' 18-game winning streak. If you've got a double-digit streak this year, you don't want to see Dallas. They're yeah. going to take you down. Nice night for the mild stallions. Everybody's talking about the <laughs> yeah. Mavs' bench now. They were great. You, you had said it, Lee, I remember, after the Luka ankle injury, you wondered, could this be a little blessing in disguise for the Mavs, specifically Porzingis? Hey, you're the go-to guy now. Can you sort of carry the team? And, you know, Tass was talking about those bombs, those back-breaking two deep, deep threes. That that really extended the lead. And, yeah, the Bucs, they, they fought like hell to make it a one-possession game. But it wasn't just that. I liked how Porzingis was attacking early. He had that huge put-back dunk. Basically over Giannis. I think it shocked Giannis a little bit early in this game. He had another huge dunk. And then lost in the shuffle a little bit. Sort of, a, for the lack of a better word, a potentially game-saving block, really, on Sterling Brown that Porzingis picked up. That was off of the Giannis free throw miss. Bucks grab it. Sterling Brown has it underneath. Probably should have called a timeout. I believe they had one uh, still and maybe set something up to get a look at a better three. But he sort of panics a little bit, but decides he's going to go right back up. But Porzingis right there and... 
says, nah, uh, uh. So, uh, you know, close the door. That was a dominant win. It was basically a wire-to-wire to win. They had a double digit lead for a good chunk of it. Yeah, it got close. Got a little tight at the end, but... I mean, I, they're a fun team. They really are, because I love all these guys, the Mild Stallions with Seth Curry with his four threes, and then DeLon right off the pine, five of six shooting, you know, three boards, two assists, four steals, so some defense, and then Jalen Brunson. I keep talking about Jalen Brunson. I love this kid. You know, 13 and 11, another start here for him. The guard play was great, especially on when Tim Hardaway had one of his Tim Hardaway, like mm. one of nine type of nights. Um, good, good quality Mavericks win. It's tough not to pick this one. When without their star player, a guy that scores 30 points per game, basically, they still go into Milwaukee. And yeah, they may have been looking ahead a little bit to the TNT matchup with the Lakers, but they're they also is a they're they're a team that's wired like, you know, bringing the lunch pail to work, let's go get it type of thing. It's not like they're I don't you know what I mean like yeah, yeah I mean to, Giannis had 48 points yeah they were still playing hard they just you know weren't 100 percent perfect and the Mavs did a great job being ready to be perfect yeah and they're ready to play without Luka Doncic shooting this is essentially two games now that they've played without Luka because he got hurt in the first quarter of the Miami Heat Mm -hmm. game. And I think that set them up nicely to already have played a game prior to this one. This wasn't their, their, their first rodeo without, uh, you know, Luka for a a good stretch. So they fought back against Miami. They fought here and yeah, the Bucs, they come into a game. They have their little WWE pregame routine in the hallway that no one will ridicule them for when they're winning. It's kind of like Steph Curry and the Warriors doing their little pregame sports on the floor. But now, these WWE routines, they're edited. It used to be a one-shot, a camera one-shot. You know, we'd go back and forth. Giannis pulls out the Cobra. Robin Lopez's hair is flying all around. He's a great actor. He's doing really, really well. He sells it. Uh, But now, they take the footage. Somebody on the Bucks web team goes and edits these things. It's getting a little extravagant. (laughs) Maybe they're getting a little bit too ahead of themselves, but uh, it's 18 games. They can have one bad night. And Seth, it's great to see him. I love watching Seth Curry go off because he's a little guy. He's a little brother. And uh, listen, when he gets open shots, though, I think think part of it is the Bucs slacking a little bit. On the defensive end, just a bit, you know. They thought they were going to come well, back in missed, the third quarter like they always do. They no, missed. Bledsoe. They missed Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Bledsoe is a bit of a wild card offensively, um, especially when you get to the playoffs. But you know, he's going to give you great perimeter defense. That is one thing he has you know made a living on in his career so far. They miss him. They don't. And Budenholzer went with Divincenzo to start rather than George Hill. I thought he was probably going to go with George Hill from that you know a bit a bit more veteran uh, role there playing as a point guard, but. It'll be interesting to see if Budenholzer sticks with DiVincenzo right. against the Lakers or if he does decide to go with uh, George Hill there. Because George was fine off the bench. He couldn't really hit a shot himself. Uh, but, it, you know, that's the thing. That's the challenge there for the Bucks is how you fill that gap there um, with, with Bledsoe being out for the next couple of weeks. Got a good tweet from Jake Flops165B who alerts us to the NBA notification. Cream City Stunner. First time the Bucks have lost in the Cream City jerseys. Wow. Oh yeah, first time all season, eh? Yeah, they blew it. <laughs> I will say this too, and I don't want to rile up Bucks fans because yeah, you had an 18 game win streak going. That's goddamn incredible, and we should have been talking about it more. And hell, they could bounce back and punk the Lakers for, for crying out loud on Thursday. But I will say this: we had talked a bit about Chris Middleton. Is he, you know, is he a lock for the All Star game? And we were, you know, we were just throwing out names. Is you know, do the Bucks deserve to? Should they get to? Okay, yeah. If is it okay? Is it Middleton the second guy? He was there last year. He'll probably make it again. Blah 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 blah. You know, I have been vocal at times before. Middleton to me can disappear at times in games and quarters that you do somewhat forget that he's out there. 
this to me was one of those perfect examples where Giannis is doing everything. Nobody else really has it going else for the Bucks on on uh, Monday night. Where is the thirty million dollar player, Chris Middleton? He shot four, twelve, and a nine mm-hmm. points. That shouldn't be happening. Now again, I like that people came back at us and were like, "Have you actually looked at Middleton's like efficiency? His minutes are down per game, but he's still scoring. You know, per one hundred possessions better, per thirty six better than he was last year as an All Star." I like that. I hear it. I see it. He is great. But these these type of games can happen. He ghosts a little bit at times. That's that's a little worrisome as your thirty million dollars second star player. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all. They need Giannis needed him last night. Absolutely. Right. As yeah. simple as that. It shouldn't be Corver being the second leading no. scorer with seventeen. It should be you know Middleton with the twenty points. So it's it's just one game. Don't don't freak out or anything. <laughs> no, it's a good point though. It, uh, but they didn't really get any help last night. No. So I'll give him that little qualifier that. All the guys seem to be off apart from Giannis. And as you mentioned there, Kyle Corver, who was blocking shots too. Let's not forget that. He was Mr. Defense out there last <laughs> night, wiping Seth Curry out there. <laughs> if the Bucks had kept winning, the streak had continued to grow test. Do you think the wrestling routine would have got crazier and crazier? Like suddenly <laughs> Renee Young would have been on the call and stuff <laughs> like that? I wonder if that's how they're, they're, the plans that they had for this. But now it's snapped. Now they're back to Indy. Just an indie wrestling set. <laughs> yeah, they're more all elite than a WWE, <laughs> I guess, right now. But uh, I don't know. Who's the 24-7 champ with the Bucks? Maybe somebody will break in. They can challenge at any time. I thought saw Thanasis was getting into the mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the teams are crazy. It's hard to follow who's on which tag yeah, team at I know. this point. There's a lot of backstabbing. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like the bros were the natural tag teams. Thanasis and Giannis, Robin and, and Brooke. And that's, I think Giannis said that they were the tag team champs. <laughs> but you're totally right. Very hard to follow. Thanasis got a, a little bit more flair, I think, than than, mm-hmm. than bro Giannis. He is the big brother. He was probably doing uh, suplexes and, and body splashes on Giannis when they were kids on the bed. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I don't think they stop. I think they're like the Warriors. They, they keep this going. And I wanted to make a one note. You talked about Cream City. It's all done. Finally, the, the winning streak has snapped. And I gave them a, a worst of the week nod just because of the name. I love the jerseys. I think they're they're yeah. very very nice. And their uh, their chief marketing officer <laughs> tweeted me. He said my worst of the week goes to Tass Mellis for giving us a worst of the week nomination for the Cream City jerseys, which in three weeks have sold out at NBA store and in most sizes at Nike and other retailers. Then he pitched all sizes still available at the Bucks Pro Shop, though. Smart, smart, smart. I went back at him. I said, listen, I've shown them plenty of love. I've, right. I've made it a point to bring it up on the show to make it a topic of conversation even after they've worn it multiple times. He said, yeah, I got you. Um, so so we're all buds. But the jerseys are selling well because they're nice. So they're only on their way to the No Dunks office then? No, I'm not like you. Yeah. I didn't put the word in. Jeez, I thought, come on, maybe. Guys. I thought You're right, Lee. Now, man, you would have figured it out. You know? But we don't wear jerseys. No, but we would love for the social, you say, like, you know, yeah, you're the right. Cream City jerseys. Okay, send it, send it, and send a return package. We'll yeah, send it back yeah. after we take a photo. All right, I like that. And I, like I said, I would love a Skeets Cream City jersey. It's, uh, God, it'd be great. <laughs> gotta get one. Uh, a little love. We gotta slip in for, to the to the Memphis Grizzlies. Vancouver Grizzlies uh, rocking the throwbacks last night. Good luck. Good win. I mean, their 10th win of the season. Grizzlies making a little noise here. Um, but a quality win, obviously, against the Heat. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you, again, you sort of felt the heat were going to just get this one at the end yeah. of the game. Jimmy Butler uh, out there, you know he's a closer, but they held firm and got great contributions from so many people on that team. We talked about Jonas Valanciunas kind of being a bit of a forgotten man. Yep. He was fantastic, maybe his best performance of the season. And Jaron Jackson, who I talked about yesterday as a winner for the weekend, had another five threes. That's the only baskets he made. Yeah. Five for 11. Uh, yeah, uh, five boards, zero free throw yeah. attempts. Yeah, he's a- I mean, it, it's good because he's able to hit that shot and he shoots it with confidence but um i just would like him down a little bit lower <laughs> yeah. uh you know a little closer to the paint grabbing a few more rebounds i think uh, but, uh, you were just saying when he was great for hitting nine threes over the weekend i, I said that uh, but i just think for a 611 young power forward he he should be getting more than five rebounds a game that's yeah. just that's just a little bit of a uh a, you know a critique of a younger player and i think a lot of coaches <laughs> would like to see that guy he's got great athleticism he's got long arms there's another five rebounds out there for him. Sure. But yeah, Jonas is down there doing his dirty work, so they're trying to spread it out for John Morant to go in there, who is awesome to watch in oh. those awesome jerseys night in and night out, and with the Canadian, you know, the Vancouver touch here, Canadian from Vancouver, Brandon Clark, rim running uh, and being that athletic guy out there. It's a nice little combo, that one-two combo for this Grizzlies team. Yeah, they're starting to win games, and they're out of the bottom six of the league, uh, which would make them transfer their pick to yeah. the Boston Celtics. Yeah, Celtics fans are watching this. Yeah, they're definitely aware of what's going on with Memphis Grizzlies, and they're going to keep winning games if John Morant's in the lineup. Like He is just going to make them win. He's that good and that exciting to watch. He's must-watch TV. Yeah, he had another 20-10 and 10 game last night, 20 points, 10 assists, and that was my favorite part of watching the highlights last night from him. It, you know, Usually it's all the oohs and ahs from his buckets and, and obviously the, the dribbling antics. He had some sweet, just at, even at times simple, I guess, if you want to call him that, um, assists, like driving baseline, but with his left hand, like flinging it out to a three-point shooter. And he had nice. he has a nice little mm. connection with both Clark and Valanchunas, who can, is, you know, sets you a nice pick and then is a big target uh, when rolling to the rim a little bit. So he it's is easy, uh, it's fun as hell to watch. It's easy to forget for me watching him. If he's right-handed or left-handed, because he uses both mm-hmm. and he passes with both, like he's got that pass from the middle down to each corner, way up at the at midcourt, he threw that one to Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. the the lefty hooky that you know Steph has perfected. Yeah, um, that's that's a, an essential part of a point guard's passing repertoire, and he's got it. Yeah, and forget the Cream City Bucks jersey. I don't want one of those. I want one of these Grizzlies throwback jerseys. Send those to the. To the no dunks office. I guarantee there's a Mike Bibby on eBay. (laughs) Not that one. Not that one. I'll take anyone else. Give me me one of the Canadian boys or, uh, yeah, Ja, I guess. um, That court that they played on, also a throwback court. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not the original court. It's like a secondary yeah, Vancouver it's, it's, Grizzlies it's a, court. They're yeah. playing on every court that the Grizzlies have ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's a remixed throwback, if you want to call it that. Wow. It's got some elements from the original Vancouver court, but the trim it's not was perfect. very cool. It's got like little parts of their jerseys are kind of put into the trim, too, so you can see like Grizz or maybe a Lies on the other side of it. <laughs> looks great. Nice. It does. It looks awesome. Big bear claw there at the no, logo. Big old bear claw. Yeah. All right. So great Grizzlies win, but everybody agreeing. It's got to be. Uh, the, the, the Mavs snapping the 18-game win streak from the Bucks. All right, second one, guys. No lead was safe in the NBA on Monday night. Crazier comeback, okay? The Rockets rallying from 25 back to beat the Spurs or OKC erasing a 26-point second-quarter deficit to beat the Bulls 109-106. Crazier win. What you got? 
<laughs> I mean, was the Thunder win a crazy win? Or did you completely expect it to happen? I saw the Bulls were up by 21 at the end of the first quarter, and I turned the game off so I could watch other things, knowing I'm coming back in the fourth because they're going to blow this. It'll be a close game. Exactly. 19 at the half. It was still a 20-point lead, uh, lead for the Bulls with 17 minutes left. But this was honestly the worst-case scenario for me. Not only did the Bulls blow yet another lead, it was the Chris Paul, who was dominating. Mm. Dominating. He was dominating, just rubbing it in my face. Jersey tucked way in. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, man, he would just kind of bring the ball up, and the Bulls just weren't able to get the right guys on him. There was a lot of times where he ended up with either Wendell Carter guarding him or Laurie Markkinen, who had no chance. I mean, at least Carter, you think, maybe if, he tr- if Chris yeah. Paul dribbles in, at least he'll stick with him, but... Uh, Markinen had no chance. It was just a pull-up fest. Five threes in the fourth That's quarter right. for Chris Paul. Uh, just killing it. And then, I mean... Gallinari hit a couple, I think. Yeah, there. and there was bad timeouts. There was bad substitutions. There was bad calls from the ref, which definitely happened, but... <sighs> what did you think? What did you think, as a Bulls fan, blowing this lead, another one, um, in sort of epic fashion with Chris Paul going crazy, what did you think of the picture that's going around after the game of, of Carter Jr. and Kobe White all smiles with CP3 uh, from obviously Fine. the opposition. You're all right with it? Fine. I know some yes. people are freaking out. Yeah, people are freaking out. I saw Kobe White's brother tweeting about how much Chris Paul has meant to their family, yeah. how he was around uh, when their father passed away. So I'm not upset about okay. it. They've known this guy for years and years. And, yeah, I mean, maybe they should be sad after a loss, but – Maybe they would be more sad if they had anything invested in this season, if the front office had anything invested in this season, the coach had anything invested in this season. It's hard to be checked in and passionate about your team when you know you're a disaster. Like yeah. Jim Boylan afterwards, like, I'm proud of our guys. 27 assists on the road. <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing that people talk about? Yeah, What's he your, is how many road assists do you average? Oh my game. goodness. That's uh, still eight below his uh, target, isn't it? He wants 35 <laughs> a game. For 35. I, I really want to know if there was any text messages between you and Steve O last night, if he was all up and happy in the first half. And... I didn't hear from Steve O. Wow. I'll he, check in he on know, it. Today. He knows too. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, know it's going to happen. Yeah. The Bulls led 55 29 midway through the second quarter. I, I mean, the Thunder were helping him out. It was a ton of turnovers mm-hmm. that the Bulls were turning it into points, but. Um, it was, but look, that was, uh, that was. I know we throw this term around a lot, but that was like the turn back the clock throwback uh, yeah. performance from Chris Paul. That was like, I guess I think it was Zach Lowe maybe tweeting about like, it felt like 2009 Chris Paul. New Orleans yeah. type of Chris Paul. Yeah, but also as well, to add it to that, the Bulls offense in that first half, they did seem to hit everything. They got hot, sure. that happens. In that sort of closing stretch, it looked like they had, because they didn't rush their offense, but it didn't look like they were setting up anything either. It was just kind of like, all right, pass the ball around. We've got 24 seconds. And then, you know, whoever's got the ball, just shoot or try to do something. There wasn't any real direction there. So they certainly didn't help themselves out. Um, and But I think that's the seventh 10-point lead or more that the Bulls have blown this year. So they lead the league in that category. If wow. That, there we go. If that's something. So the Bulls have 10 wins. Let's say they win half of those. Yeah. Three of them, those seven games that you said they just blew. Yeah. Then they're looking at a pretty game, like 13 and 16 at that point or something like that. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. <laughs> so, so there's really, still only three and a half games out, though, buddy. Oh, yeah, I know. That's, playoff push is still happening. It is nuts. They've won consecutive games once this season, and they're still close to the playoffs. Yeah. We need more playoff teams. We've got to get more playoff teams <laughs> get in. It. Uh, but it was wild just to see. I, I know these are the Bulls, and it's laughable. They're the laughables. But second half. Chris Paul just doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. To the, it's just 
it's it's the definition of insanity where mm-hmm. yeah we're picking and we're gonna go at the big and he hits those threes over and over and over again like just run one of those guys who can't guard him towards him and then you're playing five <laughs> on four and then you're giving up two points uh, instead of three and maybe you win uh, <laughs> so that's that was the the puzzling part them coming back not puzzling whatsoever as that's happened over and over as we've said also uh, puzzling was the substitution on steven adams free throw boylan explains that we don't have timeouts left that's because you call the timeout with 30 seconds left in the third quarter you could have waited literally 30 (laughs) seconds you had the ball you could waste 24 of those 33 seconds doing nothing just dribbling that was silly but he so because they don't have these timeouts after a challenge blah 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 all this stuff he subs in Kobe White for Wendell Carter Jr., the best rebounder on the Bulls, with Steven Adams at the That's line. That's a lie. I understand you want to get the ball up fast, but Steven Adams banked in the first free that throw, and then the substitution <laughs> happened. The guy's a 50% free throw shooter. You want to get the ball up fast, it. but it, well, yeah, it, exactly. It, it, you it have to have the ball to get it yeah. up fast. It's like it didn't occur to Boylan that the guy could possibly miss it. So Zach Levine is boxing out underneath yeah. the hoop trying to, trying to get a board in. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I love Three it. words that best describe the bowls are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Stephen Adams' reaction after he banked in that first one. He kind of looked around like, ooh, yeah, got yeah, a bit yeah. lucky on that <laughs> one. We'll get to his post-game comments in a second uh, about being at the free throw line. But look, okay, so the, all of that to say, though, maybe because it's the Bulls, it's not that crazy at all to give up a massive exactly lead. Right. So by default, it maybe is the Rockets coming back from 20 25, 20, yeah, 25 against the Spurs. That was their largest comeback yeah. in Rockets history. I saw that too. Yeah. Did, like, and, yeah. the, and the Thunder tied their franchise high with the 26-point comeback. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just feel with the Rockets, the way they play, it's like, how yeah. has that not happened over yeah. the last five years, to I be guess, completely honest? I guess they've come back from 24. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. But they, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, no, actually they hadn't because they eclipsed a 23-point deficit oh. that Houston faced in 77. <laughs> against the Blaze? I know. Wow. That seems so, so yeah. strange. But anyway, What happened to Bill Walton that uh, night? Yeah, exactly. Mo Cheeks. I don't know. Uh, January 22nd, 1977. It was uh, that victory over the Blazers. Uh, Houston came back from 23. But yeah, largest comeback in Rockets history last night. This one was this one was fun because, you look, you had DeJounte Murray and Harden getting into it. And by the way, that was a good pushing match. Mm. You know, <laughs> ain't no one throwing fists or anything like that, but that was a good NBA pushing match, I thought. Yeah. I, I just liked how it all happened. Harden's upset. He's the star. He's frustrated. Murray, the young guy, you know, first off, he, like, sort of bobbled the fast break. It was He just <laughs> laid it in. I think maybe he had planned on dunking it or something, but whatever, he lays it in. And then Harden taking the ball out of bounds. And, oh, hey, I'm going. I want to walk right there, up back up the floor. No, I'm, ta- I'm walking out of bounds right there. They bump into each other. But then some good, some good, like, full extension push there. From from Murray, like don't don't you come to me and then the point. I like a furious point. Yeah, it's good. Like and then they both got text. Okay, that's fine. But then you know, what made it fun was a brutal first half from Harden, and then he got it going in the second. And Westbrook had another really really good game. I thought a Westbrook smart a smarter well. game, even though statistically you know he still didn't he wasn't necessarily that efficient. I thought he actually played. I- uh, I know, agree. Like, he was attacking the basket a lot more. He wasn't settling for those. Although, I say, he still had seven threes. He hit, I think he hit his first one. And then he missed all those after yeah. that. But I actually thought he was a little bit more in control 
And I, I think he had a bit more focus there last night. So oh, you can attack the Spurs interior. Is the oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. But when you you know look when you look at the Spurs and and we know that this is obviously not the best season they're having. But when you got like um, Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge and DeRozan and DeRozan had a weird he came out late and didn't go into the game. But those veterans should be able to still close out that game just mm-hmm. you know with that Spurs DNA and with Popovich on the side. So they're, 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 I. I think we're going to see a trade i think the spurs are going to make a deal and and shake things up which there. would be very very rare it would be rare but before. i think i they think now do they're facing a situation where it's like okay we're losing games that the spurs never would lose games like this in the past so i think uh, i wonder if popovich's um patience with DeRozan is maybe starting to run out For- forbes had a three in the corner yeah, too or- that just somehow didn't go down i mean the rockets you know, got got a little lucky on that one. Forbes was on fire in the first half, mm-hmm. and then uh, I don't think he even hit a he shot. Did, he didn't. Half. He yeah. was six for six it's at a one weird point. Game. Yeah. But that one, pool, that is like as far down as it can possibly be without actually going through the basket. The Spursies, they're not that far off, though, at the same time, which is nuts. Uh, you know, they had one three of four going into this one, and it was uh, a bit of a revenge game for the Rockets for the missed dunk that didn't count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the last time that they played the Spurs had played four overtime games in a row coming into this one, which is an NBA record, as we said. And the first one was uh, was that one against the Rockets where they came back and won after James Harden's dunk didn't count. So, you know, that second half, just so lousy to see the Spurs score 35 points. Just yucky. You know, just they, they <laughs> usually just they find a way to score. They can score. This team can score. Yeah. Uh, that was the, the confusing part. But the Rockets... You know, the DeJounte Murray push really helped the Spurs at first, but then coming out of the locker room, uh, the Rockets just, they destroyed. They destroyed in that second half. Final one, guys. You got three to pick from here, all right? Funniest moment from Monday night. Was it R2-D2 scaring P.J. Tucker (laughs) when he was arriving uh, to to the arena? Was it Trey Lyles spilling a Rockets fan's drink in a very weird way, <laughs> bopping up the ball and just completely spilling this woman's entire drink all over her? Or was it Steven Adams' post-game comments? We have the clip. Steven, how did this feel? Free throw shooting's been such a key for you this season. How did it feel to hit that one and then make the heads-up play after? Yeah, absolutely. My pants. And I should have done free throw. It's, a lot. It's, it's pretty tough. I didn't realize how much pressure it is, eh? But, you know, I made it, mate. Got to be happy with it. <laughs> so, funniest moment was it, yeah, uh, Tucker getting scared, Lyle spilling the beer, uh, or Steven Adams there? He said, I made a mate. <laughs> and he banked home one and then missed the other one, but they won the game. Good enough. Uh, great, Steven Adams. You're the best. Um, Conf- yeah, you said a really weird way for Trey Lyles to pop up the ball. Yeah, is that what he was doing? Yeah. yeah. Because the ball was under the first yeah, row of seats, yeah. and I guess he couldn't pull it through because of the bar on the folding chair, the bar preventing <laughs> yeah. it. He couldn't do it, so he kind of just pushed it you know, behind the seat and popped up the ball. Like He just decided instead of like Boink. letting somebody grab the ball in the second row, he just put one hand on it or one hand underneath it, popped it up, and it literally <laughs> hit the bottom of a cup oh, of a woman who was just very mad. Yeah, yeah. She is furious. She all is over best. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? You I, would I be. I guess, but hey, why not reach down and help yeah. him get the ball? You're yeah. not into the game if you're not reaching down and getting the ball. You have an opportunity to touch a ball yeah, at an NBA true, game. True. They're just <laughs> chilling, having some sort of mixed... I don't know. It looks like some, not, not a fruity cocktail, but a really high-sugar high content mm, cocktail yeah. because it's in a plastic cup, <laughs> you know, non-see-through cup. Eh, gross. So, I, I'm just grossed out by the whole thing. Go, <laughs> go down and grab the ball. <laughs> um, 
PJ Tucker is a pretty intimidating looking fella for me. Big shoulders, <laughs> you know, a bit of a mean mug on him. Uh, and he was like, it was like he'd never seen R2-D2 before. <laughs> what is there? I know a new movie's coming out, so I guess I'm answering my own question. But, like, why have there been a million Star yeah. Wars nights? Yeah, it starts I think it, on Thursday, doesn't it? Does it? I think maybe people were the even 19th. watching it last night. Was there a world premiere last night? Uh, they were pre- oh, well, all the critics' reactions came uh, in this morning. I thought so, I saw yeah. Rachel Nichols' uh, Instagram story being oh, at really? the premiere, maybe in L.A. Yeah, I could. I don't yeah, know. She I goes to all of them. Yeah. All the Marvel stuff. Okay, but it just everybody's having a Star Wars night. I think the Knicks yeah. at one point played four straight games yeah. where there was a Star it's Wars night. at least three or, yeah. Yeah, three or four. I think games. it was four. Yeah. The last one was in Denver, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because R2-D2, like, He's not scary. No. You know, if it was Darth Mule or, or someone, you know. Darth Mule? Mule? Darth, Darth Mule, yeah. What's Mule? Maul. Ah, oh, Maul, whatever, you know. <laughs> J.J. Yeah. Mule. Darth Mule is J-J one Binks. of your best Mule. ones ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm not up with all the new Star Wars. I'm, I'm an old school Star Wars dude, but he's a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's new. Yeah, Darth Mule has only been around for like 15 years at this point. <laughs> is it that long? Wow. Yeah, uh, I'm a big crazy. Obi-Wan Kobe fan, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love uh, Baby Yoga. <laughs> Those little kids stretching out. So you're going with that one. Because yeah. it was shocking to see PJ Tucker uh, yeah. be a little scared of, a, yeah. of the tiny little uh, How do you droid? think R2 felt? PJ Tucker looming over you. Almost stepped on him. Yeah, but he's R2-D is supposed to be smart. He was on the walking path <laughs> yeah. of PJ Tucker. It's sectioned off. It, there's pylons, R2-D2. Um, yeah, because all the other Star Wars characters were yeah, on they were the lined sign. Up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like a sort of a parade route for PJ Tucker. And R2-D2 is like, oh, this is my... Yeah, I'm not doing it. But then there was that. Darth Mule over in the corner dropping a big deuce right on the carpet. Oh, Darth! Who's going to clean that up? You got a favorite from the three? Uh, do I have to pick Steven Adams since we already talked about the other ones? No. He was funny. He had a good joke. Uh, I would go with the woman being very mad at Trey yeah. Lyles. I think that <laughs> I think that R2-D2 wasn't actually trying to scare PJ Tucker. It was, looks like he's just trying to rearrange where he's standing. But the way everything went down with that... Uh, uh, the pop-up. Uh, very funny. Uh, all right, let's hear from you guys. Let us know. Funniest moment from Monday night. Tweet at us at NoDunksInc. Hashtag NoDunks. we got some NBA rumors to get to, but first, let's get some food, JD. Yeah, I went to my kid's holiday concert last night. It was crazy. The choreography. The carols. Santa showed up. What a night. Whoa. But I paid the price this morning. Not going to lie, it was pretty rough. And I didn't get a chance to make my lunch. I am starving so i'm door dashing baby ordering is easy i just open the DoorDash app choose what i want to eat and my food will be delivered right here at the office the only question is what'll i get indian sushi greek donuts never let yourself get as hungry as i am right now and right now our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter promo code no dunks that's five dollars off your first order when you download the doordash app from the app store and enter promo code no dunks don't forget that's promo code no dunks for five dollars off your first order from doordash and no donuts jd uh, yeah, you can order donuts. You can order Dash. sublime donuts. Yeah, mm. you can. Now I want donuts, me? though. You just saying that makes me uh, in the mood for a donut or two. Sounds like we got five donut dudes in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some rumor. 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 Rumor.
First one, guys, according to Ian Begley of SNY, negotiations surrounding Masai Ujiri's potential move to the Knicks is expected to start with a baseline of two first-round picks going back to the Raptors. Now, of course, MLSC chairman Larry Tenenbaum, he is on record saying that Masai Ujiri ain't going nowhere, okay? But what do you guys think of this rumor? If the Knicks are so desperate to try and go and get Masai Ujiri, Dolan wants him so bad that, okay, if the Raptors were to ever consider, and I don't think they maybe will, but if they were, hey, it's going to take two first-round picks. Wouldn't that then just really handicap Masai's doing it his is, job? It's very funny, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you go, to the, you go to the Knicks, but you don't have two first-round picks for the first, you know, however many years there. So why would you then want that job if you're already losing assets <laughs> by just agreeing to it? I don't think he's going. There's no way he's going to the Knicks. I can't see it happening. I There's think no way. You have what? What percent? You say zero percent. One percent. One percent chance. Uh, because right. I think the Raptors will, um, you know, persuade him to stay. Not that they really need to persuade him too much, but I, I just think he looks at that situation in New York. And right now, as long as Mills and uh, Perry. Perry are still there, and they may not be. It's true. Uh, in the future. I, it, while Dorland's there, I just don't think it's 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 an attractive environment for someone to work in. For someone like Masai Giri, who, who uh, I just don't see why he would leave Toronto right now. Yeah, Begley's report is just referencing yeah. another situation where, quote, one NBA team recently demanded two first-round picks when another team inquired about letting its exec out of an existing contract, and that was a transaction which would have involved an exec generally considered a tier <laughs> below Ujiri. Yeah. So there, he's he's really just referencing another situation. But he's a Knicks writer, and so it's tied in, but it has nothing to do with Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri is not leaving Toronto for the Knicks. No I also, wow. I also don't know if that would even be allowed under NBA rules, because remember when uh, Doc Rivers left the Celtics and went to the Clippers and they gave a first-round <laughs> pick? I'm pretty sure the NBA banned after that any sort of compensation in that sense. The Knicks sent compensation for Scott Perry. Yeah. Did they? You can mm-hmm. do this, yeah. I always forget. I always, when I see these type of things, I'm like, oh yeah, you can trade picks for coaches and executives and stuff like that. Uh, like, Masai is under contract through 2020-21. Um, so yeah, if he were to ever go to the Knicks, like, this could happen. You can do this. Uh, I'm pretty sure Lee. Yeah, but this. I'm pretty sure, I thought, I thought after the uh, Celtics and, and Clippers... The NBA said no, but I'm going to try to research and find out. Imagine the summer of 2021. Giannis is a free agent. Masai is a free agent. They offer Masai $100 million for two years. You don't need your first-round picks if you got Giannis, <laughs> and you're in New York. I, you guys, I mean, I'm hope, I hope to God you're right. As a Raptors fan, I don't want Masai Ujiri going anywhere. But I, I have it way higher than 1% that he would consider going to New York. And uh, trying to obviously rehabilitate the Knicks. I think it's higher just, than that. Just, I don't think it's like you know, like ninety percent or anything. But I don't know. I mean, it's something like if he wants the challenge, he's that's he, what a market to go and do it in. I just don't think he's really a front runner to go to a big market like that. And I understand they've been struggling, but you know he's focused on developing this basketball Africa league that's that's kicking off early in twenty twenty where you know it's starting from the ground up i just i just don't see him on the one hand being a guy who goes to get this big job with the knicks while on the other hand starting this basketball africa league that has been helped by the toronto raptors and the organization to to get off the ground it just seems like a non-masai move to me it feels a little like water and oil to me but uh i guess it's not 
crazy. Another interesting part from Begley's article was the list of other top-level executives the Knicks might want to target, right? Like Donnie Nelson with the Mavs, Sam Presti with the Thunder, Kevin Pritchard with the Pacers. Like, and, and this is this is at least the right thinking. Like, go get actually somebody that knows what they're doing, if you can. Yeah, uh, sure. From, from one of these teams. Maybe bring back Sam Hinkie. I'm sure Adam Silver would love Sam Hinkie being the GM for uh, one of the crown jewels of the NBA. But we're going to hear about Masai Ujiri going to the Knicks as long as D- James Dolan is in the front office and as long as Masai Ujiri is around the NBA. Because I'm convinced that Dolan thinks the Knicks would be champions if the team would have let him trade for Kyle Lowry. He's like... Masai kept Kyle Lowry. I told you I wanted yeah. Kyle Lowry. We could be the champions right now. I think that's a huge part of it. You mentioned Sam Hinkie. The guy interviewing Steven Adams post game last night, Nick Gallo, who's a sideline reporter for OKC, he reminded me of Sam Hinkie yeah. when I saw him. Yeah. He's got a Hinkie vibe. <laughs> Felt Hinkie's back in our lives a little bit. Uh, next rumor here. According to Woj and Lowe, they had their uh, trade deadline sort of special kicking it off there on Sunday night on ESPN. The Los Angeles Clippers are reportedly interested in trading for Knicks forward Marcus Morris ahead of February's deadline. Woj says Morris is a player the Clippers have had interest in before, and they think he would fit well with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Professor Zach Lowe noted that he would expect, throw that in air quotes, the Clippers to offer a package of Harkless, Patrick Patterson, and then a Clippers you know, potential 2020 first round pick. Rumors. What do you think about uh, the idea of either the Clippers making a move for Marcus Morris or just Marcus, Mo- Marcus Morris being moved in general or any of those other guys on the Knicks being moved at the deadline? Are the Knicks going to be sellers? Should they be sellers? I think they can get something in return for Marcus Morris. Sure, I think he's been decent for them. He's a tough guy. He's certainly not someone who wants to be a part of a rebuilding project. He wants to go to a, a contender or a challenger. So I think he would probably uh, welcome going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I think he he provides probably the most value right now. I guess out of uh, someone on the Knicks, there's there's not a lot you of know what, you know. Marcus Morris is shooting from three point land this year. I, I, it's good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's really yeah. good. Forty-seven yeah. percent. Okay, good. And you know, on six, <laughs> on six three-point attempts yeah. per game. Well, it, he's, it, he's it, averaging nearly nineteen a game. It feels like he has been the only player on that team that's been playing well. Yeah. So at times, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he bring he certainly brings some toughness, and and you know, he, he's uh, not the sort of guy who's going to, um, you know, he he likes to fight and he likes to scrap and he likes to throw his body around. So I can see some interest in him for a playoff team. Yeah, seems like a guy that would fit in with the Clippers playing alongside Patrick Beverly, just a tough guy. I mean, 47% this year, 37 for his career. That's pretty solid. He's got some uh, playoff experience with the Celtics. The Knicks should trade him. You know, he's on a $15 million deal this year. It's over next year. Get something while you can, especially if you're trading those first-round picks eventually for Masai Ujiri. (laughs) And Marcus Morris, I highly doubt, is going to be re-signing with the New York Knicks. No. And and there were, uh, within this, uh, I guess the Clippers at one point, had maybe made an offer even to Morris's camp, like a three-year, $40 million deal that they turned down, I guess, in, in free agency. Yeah, because he got more for the one year. Yeah. yeah, Marcus Morris was supposed to be on the San Antonio Spurs, yeah, but he, he reneged on that situation, went to the Knicks. He wants to play for a winner. It's the rich getting richer if you did go to the Los Angeles Clippers, but it would, it would make sense with the roster. He would fit in very, very well. And he could guard LeBron and get under his skin a little bit if the Lakers and Clippers play in the playoffs. And I think they could interest him, interest the Knicks with a package. I think a first-round pick, and you know, there's talk uh, Zach Lowe and and Woj hinted at Harkless and a first-round pick, or you know, something to that effect. It would work, and it would probably work on both sides. I agree. Just get something for him. Why the heck not? Final one on Sunday during that same special. 
uh, with Lowe, Woj reported that it's almost certain Chris Paul finishes the season with the Thunder. Quote, there is no belief in Oklahoma City or even the CP3 camp that there's going to be a trade for him. After the season, another year off, that giant contract, maybe. He's played well for them, $40 million plus. They're resigned that he's going to be there. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, we all were trying to get excited that Chris Paul might be booed, but we're just saying uh, he's going to be there for at least this season. Three years is a lot. Uh, you're paying for half this season, the next season, then he has an option that he's going to 100% pick up because it's $44 million. That's the thing. Chris Paul would help a team. He would help uh, the Wolves if they really wanted to make a playoff push. He would help the Bucks if they wanted to upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Uh, he would help the Heat if he wanted to be a secondary guy next to Jimmy Butler. But uh, $38 million is a lot for this season to even try and match. To even get enough contracts to add up to that number. So, uh, I mean, I believe it. It's it's too bad. He's kind of toiling away in obscurity right now, just tucking and chucking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got themselves into the playoff race, though, yeah. which is uh, they started off pretty badly. And games like last night, if he can sort of corral that team and, and get them to more wins, I mean, they could sneak into the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to do any damage when they get there, but uh, things haven't been a disaster. He hasn't, I mean, hasn't really caused too much trouble either. No, in no. Not, not a peep, and they're in the playoffs right yeah. now. <laughs> so, uh, no, things have gone really, really well. It's it's odd to see a team that's got really has got three point guards on it with Shea Gilgis Alexander and Dennis Schroeder who could yeah. all play uh, really well. But the problem is matching contracts and the teams that may have been in uh, you know a good match like the Heat and the Bucks. They're playing really well. Right, so why right, mess with that chemistry? Right. Now the Wolves. That's an interesting one. But do they have the parts? To match in, in terms of a deal. Andrew Wiggins would probably have to Te- go back. Teague and Wiggins? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, yeah. the Thunder look like they want to just, you know, just, just picks and, and young guys at the very least. And Wiggins, I don't know if he fits that. Right. With a long-term contract, the guy's not – isn't expiring anytime soon. That would be the, the hiccup there. So, it, it sort of makes sense. But, yeah, I would, I would like to see him go. The Magic sort of makes sense, too, if there's a, if there's a workaround there. Yeah, much more likely it sounds – from the Thunder side of things, that a Gallinari is still moved in comparison to a Chris Paul because that contract just gigantic. Yeah, he's over, he's owed over eighty five million dollars over the next two seasons. Well, when you write your own contracts, I know. You know? And, uh, good, good on. Hey, look, he plays like he did last night. That yeah. doesn't look that Worth bad. It. Problem is, uh, you're not getting that every night. All right, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. JD, tweet of the night, my man. Yeah, so yesterday, um, uh, Kamal Ninjani yes. posted a thirsty shirtless of himself. <laughs> His words, prompting Jason Concepcion to ask on Twitter, who else out there is secretly jacked? <laughs> there are plenty of great responses. Ned Flanders, Steve Carell, the new Blues Clues guy, <laughs> Billy Eichner, Mike f***ing <laughs> Bibby. <laughs> J.K. Simmons and Trey nominated Lee Ellis. <laughs> I wouldn't say that it's a secret because he takes his shirt off at every opportunity. Uh, but that prompted Trevor Allison to ask 
which bar classes you've been taking, Lee. You know, I know you've been doing it online and stuff, but uh, it'd probably be a good time to give us a little fitness update, uh, inspire the people. <laughs> yep. They'll be making resolutions in the coming weeks. Yeah. So let's hear some tips, man. Well, well. so the truth be told, I haven't been going into the studio for a while now because, uh, you know, just timing doesn't work in the morning. So I've had to do online classes, but even that's been a little tight because we start so early in the morning. So, so friggin' early. Start it early is. in the morning. <laughs> what yeah. are you talking? We start early? I start. My day starts at 6 o'clock every morning, yeah. You got to get up early. You got up at 5.30 like me. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, you have to squeeze them in online when you can. But the great thing about Bar 3 Online is they have all sorts of classes. Uh, you know, you can have them for 10 minutes. You can have a 20 minute. You can have a 30 minute. You can have an hour. They've got all different instructors, all different uh, types of things. I've even is tried... This a, is this through YouTube or... No, no. You have to sign up to become oh, a member. Oh, it's an actual for, app yeah, or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. The website there. But yeah, um, You can get some freebies on YouTube. Every, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. Every Monday, though, they bring out a new um, 30 minute Really? Uh, program, yeah. Oh. So it's worth doing cool. because they're so great and, and all the instructors are great. Um, do you miss the ladies, though? Oh, I absolutely at, uh, miss the, the ladies. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It was great. It was a great social uh, activity. But yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, it uh, just doesn't quite work with my schedule is to go in there Roxy anymore. Is Roxy still going to the studio? Uh, no, she... but she does some online as well. Uh. Yeah, yeah, because she has a, a, a little change in her schedule, too. So, <laughs> you know, but uh, I will say Bar 3 is great. It's a great workout. Um, <laughs> it's so great for your balance and your flexibility. Yep. And uh, you feel great. You get a sweat up and you feel tougher and you feel stronger. And um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, it, it's low it's low impact. You, feel you do. You definitely do. You, it's, it's low impact, which is key. And uh, I've, tried, I've tried to show you, Skeetsy, because there's, uh, yeah. there's actually one of the classes is designed for runners. Uh, yeah. And it's sure. the sort of recovery runner. So if you have a big run and then the next day, rather than do a run again, do, it. do, do the it. stretch. And I've done it a couple of times. Smart. It's tough, man. But I think you would really enjoy it. Well, like we, we've talked about it before, we went to, to the Barthes class with you one time yes and that was uh it was not easy no. it is not easy i'm sure there's uh i mean i don't know did we just get we got maybe a little thrown into the fire there first time but well it's that difficult. was that was erica she was always tough <laughs> oh uh, yeah she was yeah and uh <laughs> she's always been tough yeah she's always, she, she got tougher working there at bar three uh, but it honestly it is such a great workout especially as you get a little older in uh, in life and you need you need that balance you need that core strength and uh that flexibility so Let's go back, guys. Or you want to do one? In, what if we do one here in the studio one day together online? No, I don't think we should. Me do and it Matt here. used to do them in my hotel room in Vegas. Yeah, you did do that. that was always fun. Once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Look, man, I used to think you were ridiculous for doing these sort of things at home, and now I do it every single morning. <laughs> <laughs> the legs are the first thing to go. I've got to keep them. <laughs> Absolutely. Use them or lose them. All right. Interesting tweet of the night there, JD, but I loved it. I do have one question. Uh, I was looking for pictures of you looking juiced and jacked. What workout plan were you on when you were looking like rock? <laughs> Just jacked. Look at this guy. Look at the pecs. Yeah, Trey yeah. is uh, showing us a photo of Lee standing in front of the monitor with, yeah, a, with a jacked kangaroo behind him. That, that couldn't have been the kangaroo that guy online threw punches at. Remember oh, that? that scary. I hate any time you see one of those crazy kangaroos kangaroo videos yeah. where they come up to like a glass oh, yeah. window and they're like trying to get in yeah freaky man they are freaky man stuff. they're crazy all right let's get to pick em results this segment brought to you by cash app the number one finance app in the app store cash app is the easiest way to send money to your friends or request money from your friends like jd who still owes me a little dough for the christmas oh, yeah. t-shirt oh, order yeah, yeah. Hey, hey take your time we got cash app uh cash app does way more than that it also comes with the cash card a free debit card that comes with boosts which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. 
boosts, when you think about it, are like drinking beet juice at altitude. It's going to help you out. <laughs> we are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive $10, but Cash App will also donate $10 to the ACLU. That makes us happy. Help make us happy, guys. Don't forget the promo code NODUNKS when you download Cash App from the App Store slash Google Play Store today. Monday night's game, it was the Blazers on the road in Phoenix. Suns were favored by one and a half. Tass took the Suns. Everybody else took the Blazers. Portland squeaked it out. Whoa. This was a game we didn't get a chance to talk about there early on, but... Uh, that Kelly Oubre four-point play at oh, the end. nerve-wracking. <laughs> and, uh, then, and then Lillard scored. Well, yeah, on a pretty, you know, somewhat controversial... Was it a block or a yeah. charge? And they looked at it, and they said, nope, count it, and one. Uh, Bainesy coming in a little too late, they, they determined. It was a bang-bang play. I think it could have gone either way, but, yep. Lillard uh, gets it done, so Blazers squeaked this one out, so that means that's a loss for Tass because he had the Suns. Tass is six and five for the month of December, and everybody else picked up wins. Lee, you're eight and three. Trey, you're five and six, and I'm four and seven. So only two games separate three of us. You know, Tass, Trey, and myself. So this is exciting. What's our game tonight, Tass? Six game night tonight. NBA TV doubleheader. Phoenix Clippers is the late one, and the first one to open the doubleheader is Lakers. Pacers are the Lakers in a bit of a trap game like the Bucks. Yeah, We're on Monday night, just giving you all the options because on Thursday the Lakers play the Bucks on TNT. Pacers, maybe they're overlooking them. It's a four and a half point spread. The Lakers are favored Ooh, on the road on where the they've f- won fourteen straight. Woo! They've won fourteen straight. Their only loss on the road was in their building versus the Clippers. They've been amazing. Right. So uh, what do we got? Lakers at Pacers. And the Pacers are a really good team, but have struggled against the other great teams in the league at times. Um, I guess they've gotten some quality wins. Yeah, they beat the Celtics. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Wow. That's a tough one. You just feel they're going to grind this one, the Pacers. Do you? I I feel. But I'm I'm taking the Lakers. I think think five points is enough. But uh, I I feel this one's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle. Okay. So you got Lakers to win uh, by five or more. Yes. I think I'm going to be with you on this one, Lee. The Lakers, fourth game of a road trip, so that is, that's a tough part, but they're a focused team. I think that LeBron will say, hey, the Bucks didn't hold up their end of the bargain. We're going to. Give me the Lakers. You know, a couple close wins on this road trip. They beat the Heat by three. They beat the Hawks by five. The line is four and a half. I think they win by four. Give me the Pacers. Miles Turner, Garden AD. I'm going to go with Tass. Wow. Gonna be oh, tight. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who to who to chase here. Do I try and chase Trey? Or do I try and chase Tass? Yeah, I just got to go with my gut. I'm going with the Pacers. Uh, yeah, even if they don't win, it could be a close game. My only concern is like the Lakers, as we just watched them against the Hawks. They just couldn't hit a three, mm-hmm. and you know that's why it was a big reason why it was a close game. Um, I guess I'll just uh, assume that they struggle once again from three. So yeah, Pacers. I'm with Tass to at least cover. Should be fun. Enjoy the games tonight, guys. Remember, it's a back-to-back jacks type of day here in the No Dunks office. We got a new Beach Steppin' podcast coming out later today. So last call. I mean, you got to get them in as soon as possible for today's today's mailbag-only podcast. Get those questions in right now. Email us, nodunks at theathletic.com, or tweet at us, hashtag nodunks at nodunksinc. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you've forgotten that donuts exist like me, just a reminder, they're on DoorDash. <laughs> they can get delivered, baby. Let's get some. Brace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>